0: Edward Gulick on Silas Marner I recently purchased a Macmillan Pocket Classics edition of Silas Marner, published in 1899, that includes annotations, a biographical sketch of the author, suggestions to the teacher, and a literary study of the novel, all by Harvard professor Edward Gulick. It is excerpts from the study that I want to share with you now. I found that it echoed some of the sentiments I have expressed so far— but with superior eloquence, and that it offered other enlightening insights. First, there was Gulick's take on what I called Eliot's affectionate satire. He says, Side by side with George Eliot's conscience must be placed her sympathy. From her height of intellectual superiority, she does not look down with contempt upon her characters, even the humblest. Though we are made to smile with her at their foibles, and though we see through their affectations, it is with a constant sense of their being sharers in our common human nature. Her humor, then, is not caustic, but sympathetic. The pleasure we derive from George Eliot's humor moves us to smiles, not to uproarious laughter. The speakers are not conscious of being ludicrous, but hold their faces in straight solemnity, while we bubble over with mirth, I especially loved the phrase, sharers in our human nature. Just last week, one of our group members commented that the affection Elliot shows helps her to see herself in some of the portraits, and that if the satire of the characters were mean-spirited, she might find it harder to accept that she has some of the same faults. Gulick also comments insightfully on Eliot's masterful ability to write dialogue. He says, It is hardly necessary to say that successful dialogue is the supreme test of an author's power. That George Eliot has this power in an almost unparalleled degree, the pupil should be enabled to see for himself. Let him study the famous chapter containing the conversation at the Rainbow Inn. Each speaker, as in real life, has his peculiarities and habits of mind, temper, speech, and gesture, and all these are expressed naturally. Ten Brink says that Shakespeare's characters are all clever. Eliot keeps nearer to life and makes one stupid and another contradictory and still another compromising without falling into Dickens' error of making them impersonations of stupidity, contradiction, and compromise. The keenest analysis discriminates them. The profoundest knowledge of the human mind and character is shown in the dialogue as well as in the reflective passages. George Eliot is accordingly recognized as the foremost novel of the analytical or psychological school." It strikes me as so true that she has the profoundest knowledge of the human mind and character. It seems to me as if to be in her presence would be to find yourself spiritually naked. She has such an observant eye for and keen understanding of human nature, and then a masterful ability to throw its most subtle and elusive elements into high relief. One of the most fascinating passages in Gulick's literary study— was his defense of Silas Marner as a great work of art, and his articulation of the standards by which art should be measured. He says, quote, A work of art, whether a poem, or a symphony, or a statue, or a painting, or a novel, must have a certain degree of simplicity, the opposite of complexity. Too much complication, too many characters, too many incidents, tend to destroy artistic simplicity. An artistic production must make use of sensuous forms. It must present pictures, figures, feelings to the eye, the ear, or the imagination, or to all of them, as in the drama. To be called artistic, a work must have beauty. It must arouse pleasurable emotions, not necessarily in everybody, but in those competent to judge. The last and perhaps the most essential characteristic of art products is unity. This quality is related to simplicity, though differing from it. Unity is the quality by which many different elements are so related to each other as to make the impression that they are one." Silas Marner can certainly be said to have simplicity, sensuousness, and beauty. And having read the novel before, I can say I think it also has a very satisfying unity. As we go, let's look for that one in the many together.